into Salt City FC, your podcast covering soccer here along the Wasatch Front and beyond just that. But we are back for another MLS season 2021. The season is about to begin, but also some big news on the RSL front. I'm Jake Hatch. That across from me digitally on a Zoom call is my confidant and co-host, Sean Walker. Sean, what is up, my friend? Jake, have I ever mentioned how good it is to be staring into your dark, supple, baby blue eyes that I just can't get enough of right now. And I am so glad that you invited me back to your podcast, the number one podcast covering all things Real Salt Lake and soccer on the Wasatch Front, including Utah's only non-transitional Division One men's soccer program at Utah Valley University. Good point. And if I had a dime for every time you mentioned my eyes, I would be quite rich at this point. I can tell you that much. But nonetheless, did I I'm colorblind. <laughs> you did mention that a time or two as well. But nonetheless, let's talk a little bit about UVU. Some big, big news coming out. Kyle Beckerman, El Capitan, the captain himself, KB5, is the new head coach of the UVU men's soccer program. Sean, I've got to be honest, right off the top here, this was not something I even had on my radar. I barely remembered that Greg Moss had recently resigned his position down there in Orem. But to go out and hire maybe the most decorated soccer player in Utah sports history, pretty, pretty impressive pull by the Wolverines. Yeah, I mean, this isn't something that uh, Beckerman, KB5 himself, actually would have thought that he would be doing um, as of just like three and a half, four weeks ago. He even fully admitted that to us today in his introductory press conference. He's just like, you know what? I was enjoying retirement. I was having fun, uh, you know, fly fishing on the Provo River every other day and just hanging out with his wife, Kate, and his his little boy, Constantine. Um just not running around the RSL cl- uh, clubhouse anymore, but just hanging out there, enjoying retirement. And um, I got, I got the impression that Kyle Beckerman doesn't always like to work. Sometimes he likes to play. He likes to party. He likes to fish and just disappear to the outdoors. Um, so I'm with you, Jake. I, I, I was surprised when I first heard about this news um, that it could be coming down the pipeline. And of all places, I figured that Kyle Beckerman would eventually one day be a coach. Anybody who's watched him, especially in the twilight of his career has kind of seen that he's had a, he's had sort of that coaching mentality. Um, if you will, just, just as he's played and, and especially the last year or two, while he's kind of been a, a like a second half sub more often and that sort of thing, yeah. you could kind of see the tactical gears in his head um, that constantly shifted. But to do it so quickly after his retirement and at a school like Utah Valley, which has only been, I mean, you're familiar with UVU, proud UVU alum, mm-hmm. hashtag Wolverine up or whatever they say there. <laughs> um, but but, but a, a school like UVU, you know, it's it's a smaller school, kind of off the radar. They play in a Western athletic conference that is different in men's soccer than literally every other sport. It's largely made up of affiliates. Uh, shout out to my friends who run the UNLV program that plays in the WAC in men's soccer. Yeah, I know. UNLV in the WAC sounds weird. Um, for those of you who are fans of like 1990 running Rebels basketball. Uh, but, but but this this is kind of a, it's a little bit of a desert. I, I mean, I, I don't think I'm offending anybody by saying that. And Greg Moss certainly built up a great program at UVU for a while. They were a powerhouse falling on some rough times a little bit lately, but, but it's a great stop, a great program. 
but not exactly one that screams, hey, we're going to go out and hire one of the most decorated MLS veterans in history to come lead our program. Um, it was a little weird. It was a little odd. But I think in pretty much every way, um, I mean, we're one day into his tenure. So I, I guess maybe this is a little presumptuous, but it feels like it's been a home run. Yeah, for that Utah Valley program. I think it immediately gives UVU soccer, men's soccer, just immediate national cachet. This is a guy who can walk into almost any home now and say, yes, I have won an MLS Cup. I have been to the World Cup. I was a starter for the United States men's national team, and I would like to have your son come play for me here in Orem, Utah, and I'm going to train him the best I can and hopefully push him on into the pro ranks. I think it gives them immediate national cachet. He can knock on almost any door at this point and go out and recruit who knows if that's ultimately going to pay off i like you said we're one day into this tenure for him as the head coach of uvu but man i i think just the the overall tenor of this yeah it strikes me as an absolute home run hire obviously him hiring a staff around him who can help him navigate recruiting and all of that is going to be critical but i think that just for the first domino to fall for this uvu men's soccer program yeah i think they absolutely knocked it out of the park yeah, and, and let's let's talk about recruiting there for for a quick minute, kind of continue down that path because that is, I think, one of the one of the areas that Kyle's going to have to definitely get used to. Um, he's never played college soccer. He's never been to college. Period. Aside from maybe some online courses or that kind of thing, this is a guy who, as a teenager, joined the Bradenton Academy, um, now IMG Academy in Florida as part of that U S soccer project 40. Now it's called generation Adidas. And I think they're kind of phasing it out, but sort of that, that youth focused initiative um, that tried to make professional soccer players as young as possible. So he was only like 17 or 18 when he joined this program signed with the now defunct Miami fusion. May they rest in peace forever. Um, When, when he was still a teenager uh, in, in 2000 and he's been in MLS for 21 years now. He's only 38 years old um, and he's, he's had a 21 year career in major league soccer. So he doesn't know about the NCAA. He doesn't know about college soccer. He doesn't know about recruiting uh, things like compliance, (laughs) things like recruiting violations. Um, Try to explain how about the the concept of the transfer portal? Yeah. How about the Kyle Beckerman NCAA clearinghouse? What is that? (laughs) Yeah. Um, uh, Eligibility standards, stuff like that. And this is nothing against Kyle. I mean, there are literally entire departments in Indianapolis set up Mm. to understand these things. Like a lot of people don't understand them. It's fine. It's not second nature to do hardly anybody. You know, I've been covering college sports for 15 years now. um, And I barely scratched the surface on understanding uh, any of it. So it, there's going to be a learning curve with Kyle with regards to that, all the, all that to say, but again, if you want somewhere to kind of learn the ropes and figure out the ropes, I think UVU is as good of a program to do that as any, don't you think? Absolutely. And the nice part, like you mentioned, is it's right here in his literal backyard. He was going to stick around Utah because of some family connections on his wife's side of things. Utah is his home. And it's not to say that he was stuck here because of his wife. He's embraced Utah. Ever since he showed up here, he's fallen in love with this state. Uh, he loves going out, like I said, on the Provo, all of these rivers and fly fishing. He loves the outdoors. And Utah was going to be his home regardless. So it's fun to think that he is right here in his literal backyard coaching soccer at the Division One level. And 
I look forward to seeing how he does. I think that, yes, UVU will have to help him kind of get the speed on that. He'll have assistants, I'm sure, that will hire that will be kind of taking on that role while he kind of catches up on it. But we all know that in college sports, John, the head coach, they're closers by and large. The assistants go out and do a bunch of the, the, the legwork to get you to that doorstep where the head coach shows up, seals the deal, signs, sealed, and delivered. They send that national letter of intent, and then they're off and rolling as members of whatever program or whatever sport they're playing. I think Kyle will absolutely excel in the closer role. That's just my personal opinion. Yeah, if 2014 taught us anything, it's that uh, maybe the best closer, outfield closer, I should say, in U.S. soccer history is uh, one Kyle James Beckerman III. <laughs> Good point. Uh, it's so, not actually his name, but I know. But I make things up, as you know. It, it, it works. I, I actually quite, kind of appreciate it. Um, so here, here's the question, Sean: Is now as he looks forward? Obviously, you mentioned that UVU had fallen on a little bit of a of a rough patch here as a program. Coach Moz resigned his position, decided he wanted to pursue some other ventures in his uh, native Pacific Northwest, where he is from. Are there pieces there? And you know, you know this program better than I do, just in terms of the nuts and bolts and the people inside the program. Is there pieces inside the program that Kyle can build from, or will he have to come in, come in and, to use a term, tear it down to the studs to build it back up? No, I definitely think there's a foundation here. I mean, I mean, we got to give a. Uh, some credit and a quick shout out to Greg Moss because he built this program literally from scratch. Yeah. I mean, he, he founded the program when he came in in 2014, built them up to, to getting an at-large NCAA tournament bid and only his second season um, won a whack title just a couple of years ago. I mean, what he's done with this program, I think has made a championship calendar caliber. And quite frankly, a lot of what Greg Moss did attracted Kyle to this job. Um, there's some birdies inside of the UVU program and inform me that nobody at Utah Valley needed to go and reach out to Kyle Beckerman. He actually came to them oh, wow. when he found out that the job was open and said, Hey, I might be interested. Let's talk. Let's chat about some of this and see if we can figure things out. Um, so he wanted to be here. He wanted to coach here. He wanted to start his coaching career uh, at Utah Valley, as soon as he found out that, that Greg was stepping away and moving on and, and pursuing some other interests. So, um, yes, it's been a really tough spring season. I think it's been a tough spring season for a lot of programs and a lot of sports and a, at a lot of uni, uh, universities and institutions. UVU was only three and four this year. They had, I think, five games canceled because of the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, and, and this moving ahead of a more quote unquote normal fall season. It just, it, it proved to be a lot. It was tough for coaches, for players, for administrators, for, I mean, right down to the, the heart and soul, uh, bless their souls, SIDs who are working the program. It's tough to work in college athletics right now. Um, yeah. and so there was, yeah, you're you're nodding your head right now at me in a in an audio medium, which makes a lot of sense. Let's just, let's just it out, based on multiple conversations I've had with multiple people inside college athletic departments this spring alone, I have just this uh th this pity almost for all of them because they are going through the absolute ringer right now. Yeah, it's tough. It's really tough. Um, so I don't blame anybody for stepping away, wanting to get out, use whatever vernacular you want to use. I don't, I don't blame anybody at all. Um, but where was I going to go? Oh yeah. This UVU men's soccer program though, I think has a ton to work with. One of the things that Greg Moss did really, really well was he blended um, kind of these dueling developmental pathways that are in us soccer right now. And that's 
the academy arm um and you're seeing mls kind of uh, explode into that scene with the launch of mls next their nationwide academy development yeah. system um i guess it's a league kind of a league sort of it's supposed um, to end up becoming a league i think it's something yeah and 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 then on the other side you have the ncaa college soccer which has been around forever but the folks in indianapolis haven't necessarily shall we say uh made the best use of men's soccer as it is yeah. and we'll, we'll kind of leave it at that so so you've got these two dual arms that depending on what what side of the fence you stand on, you think, well, one side's right, one side's wrong, and, and there's they've been a little bit combative towards each other lately. Um, I personally don't think that's the case. I, I think they can actually work really well together. And one thing that Greg Moss did at UVU was he kind of blended them a little bit. He went out and he recruited guys who were maybe a little bit under the radar, high school products, um, and said, hey, come develop further with me at UVU, yeah. and I will make you either a professional soccer player, or I will develop you enough to just learn life lessons and get a degree from a Division One institution and go start your life. So he took those kids in and he developed them well. And then he also, because of his time with the RSL Academy and the Portland Timbers up north, he brought in some developmental Academy prospects, a lot of RSL Academy kids, a ton of RSL Academy kids out in Harriman. I mean, he was out there pretty near every day and he brought in some of them and said, Hey, you're not signing a first team contract with RSL or any MLS first team right now. Why don't you come play for me for a couple of years and I'll make you able to sign a first team contract in the future. Um, and a lot of his kids, went on to MLS and even more of them went on to USL to the championship or to league one guys. I'm thinking of guys like, like break Blake first connect. That's who um, I'm going to bring up is Blake. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who started at BYU transferred over to UVU and then uh, within minutes of him graduating from UVU, he had a first team contract with uh, Las Vegas lights FC in his native sin city. Um, I think he's a Chattanooga now, yeah. I believe Yeah, you're right. in uh, USL league. Well, so, so there were guys like that, that Greg Moss did a really good job of kind of blending in together. And now I think Kyle can sort of do that same thing where he can take both the Academy kids that have the, the, the DA type kids and also the under radar high school kids who maybe want a more traditional college education. And he can blend them together into another really, really good um, powerhouse. So, yeah. No, uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, just right now, UVU has three all whack honorees on their roster. Every one of them should be back. One of them who maybe some youth soccer and UVU fans can get excited about. I'll, I'll just mention one there. There are a couple maybe, but uh, Alejandro Silva, he was a uh, freshman, played at the RSL Academy this past year. Uh, two goals and three assists in seven matches as a freshman. Uh, speedy little midfielder. This is a kid that I, I think has pro potential certainly. Um, and he's only going to get better. He's only going to develop and, and get a little bit better. I, I mean, there, there are guys up and down this roster, Zaire Vasquez who played at Roy a couple of years ago. He's another one who earned, I think you're an all whack honorable mention honors, I believe um, just this week. And so you've got these bits and pieces of talent on this roster that should be able to come back. And that, that Kyle's not going to have to start from scratch kind of from the studs up. 
Yeah, I'm looking forward to the final thing for me with regards to this hire is I'm of the opinion that Kyle will understand the whole structure of, like you mentioned with Coach Moz, and understanding how RSL's academy operates because he's seen it from the inside. He has worked and trained alongside these kids from the academy. So he can kind of take that same approach and go to these kids at the academy and say, you know what? Yeah, maybe you're not going to get that first team contract coming straight out of the academy. Come down here. We'll continue to develop you. And as you mentioned, Sean, a couple years down the road, potentially, you do get assigned to that first team contract and whether it's at the USL level and then you move up to MLS or you go straight to MLS, hey, that's a great pathway to go because I think Kyle can open it up to people and and help them understand how to go about it. Yeah, 100%. Um, And at the very least, if he's really locked in a recruiting battle with a kid, whether they want to go to to UVU or maybe go play for whack rival Dixie State down south in St. George, um, maybe he just rolls up to that guy's house and... uh, Lays that 2009 MLS Cup trophy on the table. <laughs> hey, there, there are not many things that can trump that. I can guarantee you that. All right, we'll come up here in just a moment. We'll let you guys hear from Kyle Beckerman himself. He spoke to the media also exclusively with Sean, if I'm not mistaken, for at least a little bit of it. We'll let you hear some of that conversation, what he makes of this new position he's taking as the head coach of the Utah Valley men's soccer program. We'll get to that here in a moment right here on Salt City FC. Welcome back to Salt City FC. I'm Jay Catch. That is Sean Walker. Sean, you were on, I'm assuming what was a Zoom call, because that's how the media operates these days when a coach speaks to the media. Amidst I the- was on a Zoom call, but I was actually in the room on the Zoom call. Oh, look so. at you go. Hey. The room, I was in the room where it happens. It's our friend Alexander Very and nice. uh, Aaron used to say. Nice, nice poll. Nice poll from <laughs> nice poll from Hamilton. But uh, let's, let's You were let- just in the Zoom where it happens, I believe. Yeah, I was just in the Zoom where it happens. Absolutely. But we want to let you guys hear a little bit from Kyle Beckerman, his excitement at taking this job, speaking to the media for the first time as the head coach of the UVU men's soccer program. Sean, what are our listeners going to hear from KB5 himself? I think you're going to hear a lot of excitement. I think you're going to hear uh, Kyle Beckerman still Kyle Beckerman. I don't think he's going to change, although I'll be totally honest. Um, and I, I shared this with Kyle, so I don't think I'm breaking any news or anything, but um, I walked in to the room and, and Kyle was just talking with uh, UVU athletic director, Jared Sumption and some assistant coaches and a couple of his players and whatnot. And he was wearing a suit, um, all black tie, really good looking pattern shirt. He had a little UVU pin on his lapel and everything. Um, and I was a little shocked. <laughs> I'm, I'm not used to seeing Kyle Beckerman in a suit. <laughs> he rocked it. He looked plenty good. Um, if he rocks out on the sideline, I will be very, very impressed uh, because he definitely did a very good job with it. But you've been around Kyle uh, like me as a player. But he's let's just say he's not the most formal guy. Well, let's, let's put it this way. There, there's a certain somebody in his life, a.k.a. his significant other, that I think has a big say in all of these matters. That's just my point. Oh, 100%. 100%. Right. So, so without, uh, Kate, if you're listening to this, great job picking out that suit. Right, great so, job. So without further ado, let's let you hear it. Here you go. Kyle Beckerman speaking to the media for the first time as head coach of the Utah Valley men's soccer program. All right, it's great to be here today. Uh, We're thankful for those of you who have joined us on Zoom. Uh, We're here joined with our men's soccer team uh, who recently just found out the news, their new head coach. Uh, We're really excited and anxious to get going with our our new head coach and the coaching staff. Uh, We are tremendously grateful to to be uh, introducing our new head coach today. And here, as, as part of the process, 
when we looked through, when we were looking for a new head coach, uh, you know, we, we have the, the slogan here in UVU Athletics, so we're champions in the classroom, champions in competition, champions in the community, and champions in life. And when we found our new head coach, uh, we knew exactly that, that he would continue to, to lead the legacy that we've started. We're a young program. Uh, we've amassed a great, a great amount of wins in the seven years that we've been competing. And we're in a place now where we're going to take it to the next level with this new head coach. So uh, without further ado, I'd like to introduce to you your new head coach, Kyle Beckerman. Well, uh, first I'd like to thank uh, President Timenez and Dr. Jared Summerson for believing in me and giving me this opportunity to take over the men's soccer team. I'm really excited to be here today. Uh, it was going to take something really special for me to get out of retirement and take a job. And it was definitely unexpected. But when I learned about the position, about the college, smoke more with President Tumenez and Jared, I realized that this was an opportunity I couldn't pass up. This program was young, but already has solid footing and a great support both from the school and the athletic de department and the fans. And I'm looking forward to building on that foundation and taking it to the next level. As a player, the, one of the most rewarding things, part of my job was helping and mentoring young players and seeing them grow. And I'm excited now to take that as a full-time job. I'm extremely excited to get started, and uh, I want to thank again to President Tumenez and Jared for this unbelievable opportunity. Got hey, if anybody has any questions, Sean Walker is in attendance. Sean, do you have any questions? Do you want to start out? Yeah, Kyle, you, you you just mentioned that this was an opportunity that you can't really that you couldn't really pass up. I mean, what what is it specifically about kind of this university and this location? I mean, this is somewhere you're you're from Maryland. You played all those years before coming to RSL um, with the other team on the other side of the Rockies that I don't think we're allowed to say in this state. Um, but but what is it about kind of this university and just Utah being home that made you want to take this leap? I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I love Utah. Uh, my family's we're we're here. It, we call it it's our home and. Um, just kind of really learning about the university. I, I didn't. I knew a little bit uh, back when they started the program. I was hearing a lot of, um, you know, buzz about the soccer program down here and um, getting the at-large bid and and right off in the second year and then another excellent year the next year. Um, so I, I'd heard of the school and I knew about it, but I didn't until I really looked into it and and started to learn about the support and and the ambition of the university. It, it just it just felt like a natural fit and um, you know given the opportunity it just got me every time I looked more and more into it it got me more excited and so it was a no-brainer uh, Tom Hackett will go with you first go ahead and unmute and ask your question can you hear him no Hang on one second, Tom, sorry. I'm 
Shoot, try now. Try now. Now, can you hear me? Yeah, I got you now. Awesome. Uh, well, first and foremost, congratulations. Um, Thanks. And then secondly, I remember vividly shortly after you announced your retirement from, from Real Salt Lake, um, you spoke candidly about both your parents being teachers and, and coaching being kind of in your blood, if you will. <clears throat> Pardon me. Was this a reasonably easy decision now that you've had some time to maybe look back on it and, and the process and, and given your family history, you know, have you always wanted to get into coaching? I didn't know. I felt like it was a natural fit for me because of my parents being teachers and my brother being the wrestling coach at Brown. And I've had, you know, this is my first head coaching job, but I've been coaching training players and, and seeing these young guys grow and trying to pass on the knowledge. So it seemed like a natural kind of um, extension of me playing would to be getting into coaching. Um, it feels natural to me. It's something I enjoy seeing players grow and, and get better. And um, so I, I also saw this university as a place where we can win and we can be successful right away. So all those things were really attractive to me and, and the support I was shown um, from the management, it just, um, it was no brainer and, and it just feels right. Uh, Jared Lloyd. Congratulations, Kyle. Thanks. I wanted to ask about the challenge of going to the university level, a little bit different than the pro level. Just what, what are your thoughts as, as you deal uh, um, with uh, coaching a, a soccer team at, at the university level? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think right now it's, it's kind of it's changing. I think soccer in, in America, it's constantly changing. We're trying to you know, it's it's speeding up the way our academies and, and younger players get into the professional ranks, uh, kind of getting on the same level as, as Europe. And I think we're finding out that college is another place where you can develop and you can, you know, make your soccer dreams come true. It, you still can go to college. So there's definitely a lot of things I'm going to have to learn. I'm going to have to learn what I don't know right now and, and a lot of administrative stuff and get organized and learn as quick as possible. Um, but I'm going to put my put all the work I did as a soccer player and um, put it into coaching and, and try and get better just like I did every day to try and get better as a player. So I think the, the sky's the limit for this university and for this program. And the biggest thing I'll you know, tell these guys is, you know, we've got to make sure our grades are, are correct and, and they're in good place so we can play soccer. And obviously that wouldn't happen in pros. Alex? Alex? Hey Kyle, Alex hey. with the Tribune. Uh, congratulations Thanks. on the new job. Um, obviously, uh, soccer fans, um, not just in Utah, but probably all over the country, have a very good understanding of who Kyle Beckerman's soccer player is. You know, twenty plus years of that. Um, who might Kyle ba Kyle Beckerman, the soccer coach, be? We'll see. I mean, uh, it's going to be. I, I, all I know is the same ways I was successful as a player. I tried to be, be a, a good teammate every day. I tried to improve every day. Try to be one of the hardest worker working players out on the field, whether that's practice or a game. And uh, those same those same things that I did for as a player will be the same tools and stuff that I use as a coach. And um, you know, I had success as a player using those things, and, and it seems like it goes hand in hand with this university. Anyone else? Anyone else? Uh, Tom, 
Yeah, Tom, go ahead. Now, this may be uh, too soon a question to ask, so I apologize in advance if, if that is the case. But um, what's the go now with, with your staff? Have you, have you had a chance to um, maybe figure out who your assistant coaches are going to be? Is there, is there a possibility that maybe you do now have the a potential to bring somebody in, maybe a, a former teammate of yours, or as of right now, is the staff going to stay the same as it was under Greg Maas? No, uh, it will change a bit, um, but we're I'm working extremely hard to try, try and get the staff finished uh, as quick as possible. Um, I'm hopeful that we can be done here in the next couple days with the final staff. Um, as soon as we 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 get that finalized, we'll let you know. Um, but you know, some teammates they could be on staff. Alex. Alex. Kyle, I'm a little, I'm a little curious about the the timeline. Um, you know, you mentioned that it would it would take something really special for you to come out of retirement and kind of take a job. So, like, when did this opportunity kind of first come on your radar, and how long did the process take for you to finally say, you know, this is something that I really want to do? Yeah, it's been about a couple weeks. Um, probably if it was four weeks ago, and you told me I'd be doing a press conference in front of you right now, I would have told you you're nuts. But so things went pretty fast. And um, so I had to do some learning really quick. And the more and more I learned, it, it just got me more excited for the opportunity. So it was probably a, a three, three, three and a half week process. Jared, Jared. What do you feel like you know about the team that you currently have, Kyle? Well, I've been watching just a. Uh, uh, their last three games. I got a lot more to research on the team. I've got to go through a lot of their games from this year, last year. But um, it wasn't the most positive results, but I saw a lot of positive things in this group. I saw a lot of fight, saw a lot of bravery. I saw no quit in their play. And I saw some, some technical stuff that is uh, at a high level. I think they know the modern game already. Um, and so I'm just going to try and take it up a notch and um, use some resources here that I would have liked as a player. And everything I wanted as a player, I'm going to try and give to these guys um, in, in any way to help them. Tom? Tom? Kyle, uh, I have a few quick questions for you. Um, who, who's your favorite? Who's your favorite manager um, now that you are one? Is there anybody that you kind of look at and you go, "Man, they they go about their gig pretty well, and, and their team just happens to win a lot of games as well." Is there anybody you idolize? Yeah, I, I would say I think Pep Guardiola is uh, a coach I look to uh, and admire a lot. Um, this, his style of play, the consistency that they're able to attain, it, it's really amazing. I mean, over, and he's able to do it at these different teams and bring his style. Um, so I would say he's, he's somebody I look up to as a coach for sure. And so a quick follow up to that um, would be in an ideal world, and I understand there's, there's a thousand pieces to this puzzle, you know, including personnel and, and the sort of players that you currently have on your roster and what have you. But, you know, is, is the ticket tacker style of football the sort of football in an ideal world you would have UVU playing? Maybe if it's not this year, but in a handful of years down the road, if you still 
if you're still with the team, possession-based football, lots of passing type of thing? Well, I, of course we're going to try and play pretty soccer. We're going to try and get the ball on the ground. We want to you know, pass from back to front and score goals. But I'm also going to prepare this team to be a team that understands when that's not on and they have no problem rolling up their sleeves and just getting to fight and, and really battle for the game when it's not going to be the prettiest. So I'm gonna, I really feel like, of course, we want to try and play at all times, but there's going to be times where it's just going to be about our will and just about feeling the game and, and making sure we're, we're doing stuff to help us compete. Because if, we, if we're not passing well in a game, then we probably shouldn't keep passing or we're going to get in trouble. So we're going to have to, we're going to be, we're going to be uh, versatile as a team, but um, one that has different styles, but one we're going to know who we are. And um, so as soon as we can get to work, we're going to work on that. And hopefully we show you signs of at times in the game, we are looking like a Man City and, and at times we're looking like an Atletico Madrid. And we're going to just, whatever the game presents itself, we're going to be ready for it. There you go, Kyle Beckerman, new head coach of the UVU men's soccer program. And Sean, yeah, I, when you mentioned right before we played that audio that he's kind of a laid-back dude, it's always kind of been how his persona has been when he was in MLS. This is a guy, if you guys will recall, maybe some of you that are newer to the sport don't recall him with the dreadlocks. He would seriously travel with a guitar on his back to every away trip that RSL took. And it was for one reason and one reason only because he loved strumming the strings when he had his downtime in the hotel or whatever else he was doing. Yeah, I I don't think, I mean, for, for the first three, four, five years that I covered Kyle Beckerman, if he wasn't wearing his soccer boots, um, I don't think there was a day when I saw him not wearing flip-flops. It's true. And, and I mean, flip-flops and dreadlocks just kind of perfectly describes Kyle Beckerman. He also, yeah, he just very laid back. And I, I don't think a ton of that will change with his persona as a head coach, but we all know anybody who's watched Kyle Beckerman play knows the fire that burns within that guy for this sport. I am looking forward to seeing some of the theatrics on the sideline as he's the head coach now. All right, before we move on and away from Kyle Beckerman and jump into MLS, teaser alert, um, I, I got to get one thing from you, Jake. You know okay. that I love prop bets. So give me, give me an over under, uh, over under six and a half. We'll say curse words. So not necessarily like F bombs, but curse words in Kyle Beckerman's first match as UVU men's soccer head coach over easily. Give me my, give me my money over by halftime. Uh, yes, I yeah. honestly, I, I, I truly believe that. Uh, I mean, Kyle, Kyle's fiery. He, he can be pretty fiery. Um, and I'm not saying he's a terrible person or anything like no. that, but you know, if you've been in the match, if you've been close to the field while he's playing, you've, you've heard some fire, some, some passionate speech. I was gonna say, shall there, we there, say. There's a term for it. It's passion. It's, just, yeah. it's passion. He has a passion for this game. This is a kid who came, I'm not a kid anymore. He's a man who came from a wrestling background. years old, man. Yeah. Put some spec on that. Sorry, but he, he took, he came from a wrestling background. His brother is the head coach of Brown university's men's wrestling program. This guy Kyle, yeah. learned this today. Yeah. State champion wrestler, Maryland gonna, state champion. I was going to say that he was a state champion wrestler. It's so like this dude, 
this dude brings a wrestling mentality to the sport, and it's something that it's something to behold. There's no doubt about that. All right, Sean, uh, our final little bit of the podcast here will be dedicated to the opening weekend of the MLS season upcoming this weekend. Real Salt Lake will be on a bye this weekend as we have an uh, an odd number of teams this year in Major League Soccer, but we'll preview some of the matches we're looking forward to here momentarily right here on Salt City FC. Sean, the long offseason is over. They renegotiated the CBA seemingly 15 times in the, what, four or five months that we were off for the MLS offseason. But it's all in the past now, and now we can look forward to a season to come. Sean, where should we start looking ahead to the first weekend of MLS action? Uh, Well, I know you want to go somewhere, so I'm going to try to avoid that game what's probably the uh, the obvious game against some actually let's let's start with the obvious game shall yeah, we do it um let's go to the inaugural match in the history of one austin fc Correct. shall we uh this saturday i think that's saturday the 17th mm-hmm. uh 4 p.m eastern time on Fox and Fox Deport Deportes live from Bank of California Stadium in downtown Los Angeles. You have the trees, Austin FC taking on LAFC. What do you like about this one, Jake? Uh, just there's an intrigue factor here. It's the new club on the block this year. And I know that Nashville and some of these other clubs are relatively new, but literally, like you mentioned, this is the inaugural match for Austin FC at the MLS level. This is a club that was created from scratch, Sean. Many people uh, may remember this was a club that was originally supposed to be the Columbus crew moving to Austin. The fan. Do we have, do we have to bring that up? Uh, we need to backstory a little bit. The fan backlash. Hashtag save the crew. Yeah, hashtag save the crew. The fan backlash in Columbus, as well as some local ownership, the Haslam family who owns the Cleveland Browns, stepped in to keep the crew there in Columbus. And for good reason, I absolutely respect everything that those fans did to keep their beloved crew in Columbus. Well, as it stands out, Austin was awarded a MLS franchise. They got an expansion franchise. And now we get to see the fruits of all of this work that they have done to build this club up from literally scratch. And I got to say, Sean, for one thing, I am in love with those kits for Austin FC. I mean, you, you like the, the the first kit sponsor, Yeti? Austin-based Yeti? Yeti? Are you a Yeti guy? Kelly Green and Black is a great combo. I'm, I mean, that's you're not wrong. You're not totally wrong. Uh, I, I always thought of you as more of a uh, Hydro Flask guy than a <laughs> Yeti guy, but... Maybe, maybe I just follow you on TikTok too much. Yeah, I'm on TikTok. You know me. I'm posting all them stories on TikTok. Bigger than Charlie D'Amelio. Oh, yeah. I don't know who that um, is. <laughs> no, I agree. I mean, I think there's a, definitely a lot of intrigue factor here with Austin FC. Um, I'm interested to see if Matthew McConaughey makes the trip to Los Angeles. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Yes, he probably did. Um, no inside sources there, but but... 100% he should, right? He's, he's yeah. the unofficial mascot of AFC. Um, and then beyond that, I'm also just interested to see what Josh Wolf looks like as an MLS head coach. I mean, this is a guy who's, mm-hmm. who's uh, kind of come up through the ranks and finally has a chance to, to uh, leave his stamp on a team. I don't expect Austin to be very good in this first season, Nor do um, I. but I want to see how this team grows and develops and progresses uh, in Josh Wolf's first year. So, um, I don't think they hang with LAFC. Really tough place to play, Los Angeles. Uh, LAFC, I think this will surprise you a whole bunch, but I think LAFC is probably one of the best teams, uh, <gasps> certainly in the Western Conference, Sean, if not what the are league. You, what are you saying? 
I know, shocker. Um, so uh, I got LAFC winning this one 3-0, but I just want to see kind of some of those threads that maybe Austin can build on for a better season. Absolutely, I'm with you on that. It's going to be some growing pains. There's no doubt about it for Austin. Every franchise who has come into MLS is, has had to take their, their lumps, as it were. All right, other matches I'm looking forward to, Sean. Uh, we have a Canadian derby going down. Uh, the new Club de Foot in Montreal taking on Toronto FC. Uh, obviously, Thierry Henry no longer with Montreal. He left for quote-unquote family reasons, but all of a sudden resurfaced as a head coach candidate in multiple European leagues shortly after his departure. But it's always fun to see the Canadian derbies go down. Uh, yeah, Canadian derby, great. CF Montreal, I guess kind of an expansion team, sort of. A little bit. That team technically has never played in the league before. Um, yeah, <laughs> the uh, rebranded Montreal impact uh i think tfc probably wins this one pretty good but i'm um but i'm interested to see how a couple of montreal players play most notably mason toy uh, i think he could be really really fun to watch this year so maybe give me something like uh tfc 2-1 somewhere in there this one could be a little bit tight but i i think toronto probably pulls away uh pretty decently towards the end all right, there are two other matches I want to mention here, Sean. You feel free to add anything else in. I am also looking at the Miami-LA Galaxy matchup. Uh, Inter-Miami, obviously, essentially getting a re-debut this year. They, them in Nashville. Uh, last year was a little bit of a rough season overall uh, with the COVID-19 uh, pandemic. For a lot of teams. For a lot of teams, but especially these two, these debut cl- these debutante clubs. Uh, Miami gets the LA Galaxy. Uh, this is a Galaxy side that, yes, they beat RSL in that final preseason season tune-up earlier this week, but I don't think they're necessarily the world beaters. And I think Miami could hang with these guys, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, you may be right. I mean, Inter Miami has done a really good job of attracting talent, uh, so much so that they may or may not have accidentally signed four designated players. Yeah, sh- um, don't, don't, so that's- Sean, don't, 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 don't reveal the... <laughs> Uh, yeah, so there's definitely a lot of talent with Miami. It's going to be a matter of whether or not they can put it together. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, by put it together, I mean, will Phil Neville be able to put it together? Yeah. Um, at the very least, I don't know where Miami opens up in terms of power rankings or where they finish in that Eastern Conference table. But Phil Neville is my three-piece suited leader in the clubhouse uh, in MLS fashion. So, you know, you got that, guys. That's that's actually you're probably a good, pretty good call on that. Final thing for me, Sean, is that if you want to watch some soccer here locally along the Wasatch Front, RSL may not be playing this week, and they will open up next week, but Vancouver, who is calling Salt Lake City home, or the That's greater true. Salt Lake Valley home, will be in action at Rio Tinto Stadium as they host the Portland Timbers Sunday evening, 8 p.m., if I'm not mistaken, Mountain Time, out there at the Riot. Uh, Yeah, and I think last I heard they were going to, let in some fans. Yes, they are. They can have some fans. Correct. Um, I can't imagine there are very many white cap fans that will make the trek to this match, but I mean, maybe some Canadian expats from, uh, from the old BC that call Salt Lake home. I don't know. There might be a handful here. So, sure. uh, yeah, if you want to go check out some live soccer, uh, Vancouver white caps are going to be here for at least the first couple of months in the season while the U S Canadian border navigates some, um, shall we say travel difficulties due to COVID-19. Yeah. So uh, yeah. And, and a little, the 
the other other Cascadian rivalry is never a bad one to open up with here locally. So uh, I like Portland in this one. I just think they have more talent. Could be a tough rebuilding year for Vancouver. Made all the more tough because they won't have a true, true home field advantage uh, for at least a couple of months. But... Let's see if we can give them a little like pseudo home field. I was going to say, if you want to have a second team this year or a second team for at least for a couple of months, at least, yeah, go support the Whitecaps. Why not become a Vancouver fan for the time being? So yeah. there you go. All right. I'll, I'll lay Vancouver. <laughs> there you go. All right, Sean, any parting thoughts or shots from you as we go out the door here? Uh, Jake, I'm just so happy to be back. I'm glad MLS is back. I'm glad it's 2021 and not that dreaded, awful, half season that was 2020. Um, I am a fully vaccinated man. As I've heard a rumor, a little birdie told me that you are as well. So I, I encourage all of y'all go get your COVID vaccine, go sign up. Um, if you're having trouble finding a time, there's always an opening in Spanish fork, little, little tip on the street. There are a lot of resources out there. I can tell you that. Yeah. So there, so go, go get that vaccine. Let's open things up. Let's squash this COVID thing. Uh, Get back to normal life. I want to get back to normal as much as any of the rest of you. So mask up, do your part. We're social distancing here in this podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, And you know, this might be, this might be the best socially distant podcast we've ever done. Jake. That's probably a good point because it's probably the first one we've done. <laughs> let's, let's do it again next week. We will do it again next week. There's no doubt about that. All right, folks, thanks again for joining us. Please follow us on social media. Sean, where can they find all of your work? Uh, yeah, go follow us on uh, Twitter at Salt City FC, uh, Instagram at Salt City FC. We technically have a Facebook page, but I don't know. Jake, you're going to have to take over on that because I don't really know Facebook. Um, let's figure out what to do with that. Okay. Um, yeah. Give it, give us a follow. You can like us on YouTube. We literally haven't done anything with YouTube, but go ahead and like us on YouTube. Hey. Cause that'll be fun. Absolutely. Uh, Sean, uh, your personal Twitter handle, it's actually DSW, correct? Oh yeah. I guess there's that one over there, but whatever. Uh, go follow Salt City FC though. Yeah. Salt, Salt City FC is the priority. There's no doubt about that. If you want to follow my work, my thoughts on all things, life, sports, and everything in between, I'm at Jacob C. Hatch. Until next week, for Sean, I'm Jake. Have a great week. This has been Salt City FC for April 12th, 2021.